You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. So here we are. It's always weird. It seems like when we pre-record and then we come back live, it seems like we took a week off and we're coming back. And, and actually, the pre-record is actually way more work than the live stream. But it's always good to be with you. And I know that we're not with each other, but yet we are with each other. And it's good to see you all replying. And, and yes, we um, are having little hiccups along the way. But, but, you know, that's what it means to be in this time and space. It's just to be present. And I can't thank you enough for joining us and checking in with us. And yes, it is difficult, but yet we know in the midst of this season that we're in, God is with us doing amazing things and challenging us. And so I prayerfully ask that you just continue to take a deep breath Figure out ways that you can live out your life and your ministry in a safe and healthy way. And if you can do that, you will be surprised at how you can change the world. Our sermon series for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at those beautiful short stories of Jesus, also known as parables. And and in this really good book called Short Stories by Jesus by Amy Jo Levine, Um, she lays out some really good foundations for us to consider when we think about looking at the parables that Jesus teaches us. And I want to encourage you to think about maybe joining that Monday night Zoom Bible study. And and if you do that, I would really encourage you to buy the participant's guide, not the other book. The other book is is a lot more thick, as someone uh, acknowledged. It's a seminary-level style book. The participant's guide um, is is a little bit easier to read, and I would encourage you, if you want to read both, read both. But I would definitely encourage you to pick up the participant's guide, um, and it would be good for you to uh, join in on that. Um, Angel Levine is the E. Rhodes Lenora B. Carpenter Professor of New Testament Studies at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. And before we dive into the scripture reading today, there are three things that she reminded us in her introduction that I think we need to hold on to these next several weeks. First, Reducing the parables to a single meaning destroys their aesthetic as well as their ethical potential. The surplus of meanings is how poetry and storytelling work, and it's, it is all too good to go to waste. The second thing that she reminds us is that what makes parables mysterious or difficult is that they challenge us to look into the hidden aspects of our own values or lives. And then the third thing that she challenges us for is that we might, do, we might be better off thinking less about what they mean and more about what they can do, remind, provoke, refine, comfort, or disturb. And so with these three things in mind, I want to encourage you to, to open yourself up to the reading of the scriptures today. And so here we go, Luke chapter 15 verses 4 through 7. Suppose someone among you 
had had 100 sheep and lost one of them. Wouldn't he leave the other 99 in the pasture and search for the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he is thrilled and places it on his shoulders. When he arrives home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Celebrate with me, because I found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over the ninety-nine righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and lives. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So here we have this story that Jesus is telling. And some scholars believe that that last verse, verse verse 7 that I read for you, it was kind of um, the interpreter's understanding of the scripture. And so if we kind of set that off to the side and we'll, we'll place it over here. Let's just leave it over here for just a second. But I want to look at the story. And so in the story, Jesus says, you know, which person among you has ever lost a sheep? And the people hearing the story, maybe they were shepherds, maybe they would have heard it, said, yeah, I've lost a sheep before. But as we see in the story, this shepherd was such a caring shepherd that it seems like he knew that one was missing because he probably counted them on a frequent basis. And so probably as he was counting, you know, he got to 98, 99... 99. And he struggled to find 100. And, and have you ever lost something? Do you ever know what that feeling of lost feels like? We try to do our best to find that lost thing. And this shepherd, being a responsible shepherd, was willing to go out and, and find the one lost sheep. Because, you know, um, something that Ashley was telling me when, uh, I think it was a year ago, she was doing lessons on sheep for the children's ministry, and she got so engaged and learned so much about sheep that um, when we were talking about this in the car, she, she like, gave me a whole list, a laundry list of, of sheep facts. And one of the things that she kind of shared with me that, that kind of stuck with me was that sheep will follow anything. And so let's assume that this one sheep saw a bright, shiny object, and, and even though the herd was going this way, that, that one sheep was like, ooh, shiny object, and wandered away. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had a child do that? Maybe you were in the store, and, and you were shopping, and you were going along, and then you turn around, and, and your child is gone. That doesn't make you a bad parent. That doesn't make you a bad person. It, it just means that... People are people, and, and sheep are sheep, and they tend to wander. We all do that from time to time. And we think about this story, we, we, you know, we, we want to kind of put it as Jesus is the shepherd, and we are the sheep, and sometimes we get lost. But what if we're the shepherd? How do we take responsibility for, for the lost sheep of our congregation? If you notice in the story, the, the shepherd had enough confidence in probably the people around him that he knew that the 99 would be okay with the people that he had in place. Because, you know, shepherds tend to not shepherd by themselves. They, they tend to have people that will support them and, and help them because, you know, it is hard to, to herd that kind of thing. So he trusted the people that were there, and he went out and found the sheep. He took responsibility for the lost action. 
and he, and he went and found it. And, and I think that that speaks true to our faith, that, that when we're called to be a witness, we're called uh, to, to take care of one another. I think of those baptismal vows, when, when we read those baptismal vows, when we baptize somebody, and we as a church agree to support that person, we agree to help shepherd that person to be a healthy follower of Jesus. And sometimes those people fall away, and we only say that it's one person's responsibility when it's really all of our responsibility for them to be part of the fold. And we as a church have to take that responsibility and and live into it a little bit better. Because sometimes we lose people and we don't even know why. And we don't go seek them out. One of the things I love about parables is that they're kind of about relationship building or relationships, how we live out our relationships. And sometimes when we're lost, we can, we, we, you know, um, let's jump into the attitude of the sheep. You know, we could analyze all day long why the sheep got lost. And, and, and we have a laundry list of what that would look like because we all have those lists. We all have times in our life when we stray away and we lose focus of what we should be paying attention to. And we need someone to bring us back. And so for the shepherd or the sheep, we, we have to pay attention to ourselves about how we're living out our faith and, and be open to the possibility of, uh, of maybe being a shepherd and bringing someone along. And you might ask, like with in this digital age, how can we do that? I mean, what a better time to share what's going on in the life of the church by then just hitting the share button. That's helping people along. Or as you see through, as you're reading through uh, during the live stream, if you notice that someone hasn't chimed in, maybe giving them a phone call, sending them a text message, giving them an email. I mean, the ways of communication are so many these days that we can find ways to still stay connected to people. And so there shouldn't be an excuse for a sheep to get astray. We have to own into that responsibility. And, and if you look, the, the shepherd did such a thing. He owned into the responsibility of the lost sheep. He, he left them with the other people. And he said, all right, take care of these. I'm going to go get this one. And then when he found it, like, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, someone came back to church? Have you ever noticed that sometimes when that person goes back to church, everybody's like, yeah, they're back. I'm glad. So glad they're back at church. I can't tell you there are times throughout my ministry when, when someone has come back to the church because someone re-invited them or someone reconnected them to the church and, and they've come back and that excitement that they had, it's kind of like the same excitement that the shepherd had. See, when the shepherd went and found the sheep, he, he's like, he saw the sheep, he's like, oh wow, there's the sheep right there. Yay. And he got so excited that he, that he wanted to have a party. Because what else are you going to do? Like, you're so excited, let's have a party. So he takes, the, he takes the sheep, throws it on his shoulders, and goes home. And the moment that he goes home, he's like, hey guys, like, I just had a great thing happen. Let's have a party. Do you do that? Like, do you have good things happen in your life? You're like, hey, let's have a party. Let's have a get-together. Now, I know with COVID and pandemic, we've got to kind of pay a little bit better attention to that. Maybe you have an outdoor party, and everybody sits six feet apart, but yet you can still celebrate. But he was so excited and I'm sure his friend's like, man, it's just one sheep. Why are we here? But everybody loves a good party. And I hope that they didn't have lamb for supper. But they gathered together. 
And in all of this, we can learn, like, there, there's a deeper meaning to, the, to this parable. It's not just this thing about being lost and found, but it's about taking responsibility. It's about showing how we can be excited, and it's about one of those things that, that like, what do we do when we find the lost thing? We celebrate. And yes, God celebrates when we become found. And in this parable, there, there, you know, there's life-changing things. I, I think if we pay attention, that what do we do when we're lost? You know, experts uh, that find children and, and people who get lost, and, um, they say that children are the easiest to find because you know what children do when they get lost? They stop what they, they're doing and they hunker down. When they have that sense of, uh, of being lost, the, the, the one thing that the people uh, suggest doing and there actually is a field guide to getting lost. And the field guide to getting lost, the suge- one of the suggestions is knowing and admitting that you're lost. And sometimes we get lost and we don't want to admit it. Sometimes we've lost our ways and we don't want to admit it. Because we don't want to look like we've fallen short. But the moment that we admit that we're lost, we can become found a lot easier. And that's why they say that kids are more easy to find when they're, than adults, because how often does an adult admit that they're lost? I usually don't. I usually say I'm recalculating, because it's usually the GPS's fault. But then the moment that I admit that we are, and I can just stop what I'm doing, and recalculate, and reconfigure, and relook, it's amazing to see how easily found I become. And it's the same way with in our faith journey. Sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we become like a sheep and we get a little bit distracted and we go off. Or sometimes we follow the wrong thing. But in order for us to come back, we have to first stop, look, and listen for our shepherd's voice. Because Jesus is always calling out to us. He's calling us to follow him. And that call is a consistent call. It's not something that's just one time. It's a consistent call in our lives to follow him. And sometimes we just have to admit that we're lost to be found. A man named Lee, he tells a story that every Sunday on his way to church, he would stop at a gas station uh, near his home for a cup of coffee. And that's where he became friends with Sue a rather intimidating woman with tattoos all over her arms. And then after her was Muhammad, his least first Muslim friend. And then he met a fellow clerk that he'll call Stu. Stu was a scruffy-looking guy, kind of always seemed down on his luck. And on one occasion, Stu pulled Lee aside and said, Hey, preacher, there are some of those born-again Christians at my office who won't leave me alone. What can I say to get them to stop talking to me about being a Christian? Lee was stumped by Stu's question. Actually, he kind of chuckled a little bit about it. But then he felt God, Lee felt God giving him an idea. And he said, why don't you tell them that you'd rather not talk about that right now, but you wouldn't mind if they prayed for you? And to surprise, that's what he did. And on another morning, Stu walked with me to the coffee machine. I was, uh, I was wishing, uh, praying, 
Then he might ask me about how it was going and what was I going to preach on this morning, but he never did. But out of the blue, Stu asked me, what are you going to talk about after about this morning? And I told him, I'm going to talk about the story of the good shepherd looking for the lost sheep. To my surprise, he replied simply, I am a lost sheep. And just like that, I am a lost sheep. Um, you got to come to church with me this morning. I stumbled. He didn't come with me right away. But eventually he started coming occasionally. And he gradually felt more comfortable around church and around God. And I kept praying for him and getting together with a man to feel connected to a community. And he was first honest with himself that he was a lost sheep. In order for us to be found, sometimes we need to admit that we're lost. And that's okay. And I have to admit, in the midst of all this pandemic and all the things going on, there have been times where I felt a little bit lost. But then I hear the shepherd's voice calling. And I just relax. And I lean into Jesus a little more. And so I want to encourage you don't feel lost. You have a lot of people with you right now. Yeah, they're not with you physically, but we're together digitally. And yes, you can call, and yes, you can email, and, and, and yes, we can create a community, even though it looks a little different. But it's what we need to do so that way we don't lose anybody. And I want to encourage you to help find the lost sheep and be a good shepherd and take care of them. Because if we do that, we can make this world a better place for those who follow Jesus. I want to encourage you that as we make it through these parables, to ask yourself, how are they speaking to you? And be aware of that. Make note of that. Share it with the world. Don't be afraid. Levine reminds us, when was the last time we took stock or counted up who was present rather than simply counting on their presence? Will we take responsibility for the losing and what will affect what effort will we make to find it, him, her, or them again? When we live a life like the shepherd, we help transformation occur. When we are like the sheep and we admit that we've followed the wrong way and not been part of the herd, we will be found. And the day of rejoicing that will come will be so great that our hearts won't be able to take it because it will be so awesome. And we'll be like that shepherd when he found the sheep. And so this week I want to encourage you to trust Jesus. 
lean in a little more because it will be okay because the shepherd is taking care of us. And if you're lost, reach out. There will be people that will be there to help you be found. Let us pray. Jesus, in the midst of all the chaos in the world, you are with us. If we're lost, help us be found. If we're the shepherd, help us take responsibility and, and find the sheep so that way lives can be touched and transformed. And Lord, just be with us in every step and every breath that we take and remind us that you love us and you care for us. And that we're not alone. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to sing hymn number 643, When Love is Found. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Chant Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the message and that we hope that you come and check us out at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and we hope you have a blessed week.